at this point, the car is just barreling through the parking lot and everybody on set is just diving out of their way, trying their best not to get hit. Today on the podcast, I have director and producer Matt Zolly. He's worked on music videos for Travis Scott, Oliver Tree, and Guap Dad 4000. And Matt's story today is centered around a music video he produced early on in his career. It's a story that involves a 1980s BMW M5, an underpaid makeup artist, and a near-death rampage. So with that, I'll let Matt take it from here. My name is Matt Zolly, and I'm here to tell you about my worst day ever on set when I was producing an EDM music video. This is about 2015, and we got hit up by an EDM record label. And if you know anything about EDM labels in like the 2015 era, their budgets were like six hay pennies at most. So this video comes in and the director has the idea to do sort of a nostalgic 80s car-centric theme. And the task at hand was to find a pretty pristine BMW M5 that was from the 80s. So after scouring the internet for a couple days, finally, um, our director found this forum where a firefighter was, you know, showing off pictures of his lovely Beamer. It wasn't a, a rental website. It was actually just a forum for car lovers to display their, you know, their prized possessions. You had retro Benzes, retro Beamers. Basically, it was a car nerd website with pictures and descriptions of cars' features. So we see this 1985 M5 Beamer Coupe. It's black, which is exactly what the what the director wanted. It's got some rims on it, and it's got these cream leather seats, and it's basically everything the director would want. So we're like, we gotta get this car. You know, we email the, the, the firefighter, and he actually writes us back. And he's like, you know, guys, I don't rent this car out. This is my baby, and I don't think I can let it go for a music video unless I can be there. And on the day of your shoot, I'm actually going to be working. So we ask him for his phone number and give him a call, and we basically just beg. We're like, sir, if you'd like to send somebody out with the vehicle, you know, we'd be more than happy to have them on set. Whatever we have to do to make you comfortable, we're willing to do. So after pleading and pleading with him, he's like, fine. You know what? You guys seem like good people. I'm going to let you take the car. You can drive it from my home to set. Do your shots. Please bring it back to me in one piece. I want to get the car exactly like I left it. So after we got this vehicle, we had spent about half of our budget which basically meant that the rest of us had to take very low crew rates. At that time, we were just excited to be on set. Even if we had to do a job for free and not make anything, we just felt privileged to have something notable on our reel. One thing I should mention, the director had a sister who does makeup, and she was nice enough to come out for, you know, a mere $200, and we were very happy to have her. 
And I remember going to pick up the vehicle. And once we arrive, he's actually on his knees polishing the vehicle. Getting this M5 prim and proper for us. The car's got an amazing shine and we are very stoked to drive it onto our set. You know, the shoot day ends up going really well. There's no issues. Um, there's a few driving shots that we get. They go flawlessly, no issues. You know, the guys that were rigging the camera did a great job of keeping the car safe. And soon enough, you know, we've reached 12 hours in our shoot day and it's 6 a.m. The sun is just starting to come up and everybody's sort of excited for this last martini shot. For the last shot, I was actually an extra who was sitting in the front seat of the M5. I'm sort of wearing multiple hats at once. I'm producing, being an extra, you know, helping out where I can. To be honest, I'm excited that we're at the last shot of the day. During this last shot, we see a Mercedes-Benz slowly creep onto our set. And, you know, we didn't make much of it at first. We think, oh, maybe this is the owner of the lot. He's got a nice car. You know, maybe he's just about to kick us out, which we'd be cool with. We were pretty much done for the day. He's driving slowly and sort of pulls up his car right in the middle of our shot. He hops out of the vehicle and we're like, oh shit, who is this? Come to find out, it's the boyfriend of our makeup artist. He comes out screaming that, how dare you guys only pay my girl $200? I know you're making a fortune on this video. We try our best to calm him down. We're like, dude, seriously, like, we're not making any money on this set. We're just here to pay our crew members and leave with the best video possible. He doesn't really believe us and sort of huffs and puffs for a while. We try our best to settle him down. The makeup artist is, of course, absolutely frantic and embarrassed that, you know, somebody would just hop onto our set and start making demands like that. So she had no qualms about being there and, you know, frankly was happy to be there. So he gets back into his car and we figure that, okay, you know, he said his piece, he's voiced all he can, he stood up for his girl, you know, and now he's gonna drive off set and leave us alone. But no, he starts circling around the M5. He does one circle, he does two, and he starts to pick up speed. At this point, I'm sitting in the front seat of the Beamer and I'm looking at this car going around ours and it kind of feels like the movie Death Proof. After about four or five circles around the car, he positions his car right behind the Beamer. In a split second, I hear him rev up the engine and he gasses it as fast as possible and crashes into the back of the Beamer with his Mercedes. After he rams his car into the back of the M5, he reverses. And we're like, oh no, what's going on? What's going on? This guy starts speeding towards our steady cam at full speed. We're in this tiny parking lot. He's literally driving towards him. 
and the Steadicam throws his gear out of the way and dives out of the way to save his life. At this point, the car is just barreling through the parking lot and everybody on set is just diving out of their way, trying their best not to get hit. The car continues towards a bunch of PAs and people that are on the periphery of the set. Luckily, at the split second, at the end, he makes a left and drives out of the parking lot. And the whole crew comes together in sort of a moment of sorrow. The Steadicam is frantic. He's basically saying, you know, I'm getting paid X amount of dollars. I shouldn't have to be fending for my life. And we're very flustered. We're very apologetic, telling the rest of the crew members, like, look, we don't know what happened just now. We're so sorry for this. Um, please forgive us. After we calm the crew members down, the director and I have a huddle. I think we embraced and may or may not have shed a tear. Seriously, not only do we scare the hell out of the crew, but now we have to bring this M5 Beamer back to the firemen. So after the dust settles, the director and I hop inside the Beamer and we start driving it up towards Tarzana. We start to hear the sound of rattling coming from the back of the vehicle. It might have been one of the pipes just reverberating against the bumper or something. I don't know what it was, but the big dent in the back of the car definitely messed something up. We're driving up to Tarzana. It was probably a half an hour ride, but let me tell you, this felt like an eternity. And on the whole ride, we're pretty much silent, trying to think of what we could say to possibly defend ourselves in the situation. Once we get to the home, the firefighter is just waiting on his driveway. He sees us, he waves, and he smiles because he only sees the front of the car. We hop out, shake his hand and say hello, and he starts to circle the car just to check it out and see, you know, that his baby is still in mint condition. Once he makes it to the back of the vehicle, he sees that the entire rear of the car has been smashed in dented, the fender is messed up, the exhaust pipes are knocked off, and I think there was a big dent also where the emblem was. His jaw drops, he's flabbergasted, and he's sort of speechless. I didn't know what to say, so I was like, sir, please, I'm so sorry that this happened. I will put it on my insurance. I feel horrible. And he goes, fuck your insurance. I don't trust that shit. We're gonna put it under my insurance and you're gonna pay for every last penny of the deductible. At the end of the day, it ended up being a shoot where we lost thousands of dollars, but the video came out. And at that point in our careers, we were just happy to have a reputable artist on our reels. And, you know, with all that pain, we at least got the satisfaction of releasing the video and it actually did, you know, pique the interest of some other commissioners in the industry, and we did get some other opportunities. That one, though, was one that definitely could have broke us if we didn't stick with it. So, you know, I'm glad we got over that, that one little hump and were able to move on because if we would have called it quits that day, we would have never made everything after that. 
That was probably my worst day on set ever. And that wraps up this episode. Thank you, Matt, for coming on and sharing your worst day ever. And if you have a worst day ever story and are interested in coming on the podcast and sharing it, head on over to worstdayever.com to learn more. And to make things easier, I've included the links in the show notes. Until next time, that's a wrap.